What's up guys? You are on the air and off the books with Beth Ann and Samantha and today we are doing this whole entire episode in the closet of the digital den. Yes. Because um, our digital den guy Ben has his 3D printers running and we didn't want it to be noisy in the background so and that is why. we didn't want to go all up and invade his office space so. Yes so we are sitting in a closet and it's actually pretty nice in here not gonna lie it's very quiet. It yeah, actually, we kind of like it. <laughs> so, if you need, like, recommendations on, like, where to record, closets. Closets are the first go. Yes. Okay. So, today's episode, we are going to be talking about the greatest book of 2023 so far. Yeah, actually. <sighs> what We Harvest. By Anne Freistat. Fre yeah. F-R-A-I-S-T-A-T. -T. Yeah. So, however you pronounce that, Anne Yes, apologies. and if you're um, looking for somebody to fill in that space uh, for a debut author on your reading list for the year, this would be that space. And yes. this is her first book. And it was phenomenal. Oh my gosh, it was phenomenal. I actually finished it. Yeah. <laughs> we finished it the same day. Dude, we, I started the book last night, and I finished it last night. Okay, that's a lie. I started chapter two last night. I was about night. to say. Like, you basically started the book yesterday because, yeah. you know, reading one chapter doesn't necessarily count as, like, but you're such a fast reader. <sighs> but, like, there wasn't, there wasn't one page of the book where I was like, okay, this is kind of dragging. I agree. Like, it I, was I think what I was feeling was like, okay, I'm ready for more things to happen. Like, it was amping me up for the next step, the next step, the next step. Like, I wasn't like oh, come on, like, you're dragging on and on and on, like, every bit of information, like, it was so freaking good. Definitely five out of five. Yes. So, What We Harvest, it is about, um, this girl, um, main character, her name is Wren, um, she lives on a farm with her family, and in this town, I forget what the town's name is. Oh, that's a great question, now that you mention it. Um. Hollow? Hollow's End. Hollow's End. That's so, in the town of Hollow's End, there are four big family farms that have been successful for generations and generations because they have like this magic what they call yeah there's a magic to these fields essentially yes so there is in the beginning of the book you find out there is something called the blight that has gotten into the farms and is destroying crops and is essentially turning any living thing into a zombie yeah pretty much they call it the silver blight, is what they call yes. it. Yes. Um, and so, you kind of walk into the book, like, after everything has really been kind of destroyed. Right. And you come on Ren by herself at her family's farm. Yes. And she's realizing that this quick silver blight is infiltrating the fields. And the book describes it as, like, liquid, living liquid mercury. Right. And so it just kind of drips out of the plants and out of the ground and out of these animals and humans and stuff like that. And that people have went missing, and then when they get infected, they've run into the forest, and then they never yeah. come out at, until night. And, like, yeah. it's very ominous, super spooky, really creepy vibes. And it's such a good take on a zombie apocalypse situation. What's so yeah. interesting, too, is, is that it's only happening in Hollow's End. Yes. That's it. It doesn't. It's not happening anywhere else. Yes. So, that's, like, the main setup. There's these four founding farms that have gone back to generations and generations that have these magical crops, and mm -hmm. all of a sudden, everything is going to pop. Mm -hmm. And then you have to sit with Ren and figure out what the heck is really going on. 
Yes, and this whole time she is, um, her ex-boyfriend, Derek, comes and he is basically helping her throughout the whole book, trying to figure out um, what's going on. And basically, in like, what, the first chapter, maybe the second chapter, she is exposed to the blight through yes. the crops. And that's not really a spoiler because... no. She goes the whole book this way. Yeah. Um, and it's very necessary to the entire plot. Yes. Like, it is so good. Like, oh my gosh, it's just so good. And it was written so well. And, like, yeah, Derek and Ren have, like, this, like, romantic thing happening. But it's not too much because what it serves, like, the purpose it serves is to drive the story forward. Right. Because it ties their families together. Because Derek is from another founding farm, just like she is. Yes. Um, her farm is rainbow wheat, and then his farm are ghost melons. Yes. Um, and they're working together to try to figure out all these family secrets that have not been passed on to them yet. Um, and I think after this would be spoilers. Spoilers. So, spoiler, spoiler alert starting yeah. now. So, if you want to... This book sounds interesting so far. Um Go check it out and pick it up and then yes. come back and listen to the rest. And it's on the shelf and it's um, it's actually YA, which I don't feel like it's very YA. It's actually super readable yeah. for adult, young adult. Yeah. Um, and it's on Libby as an audiobook and as an ebook. Yes. And I just returned both, so you can check them out. <laughs> Yay. Because I read and listened to it. Um, but so Samantha said that Ren is exposed to the blight. And things are kind of automatically in panic mode immediately. Right. And I think the interesting thing about this zombie situation is that essentially what it does is it makes you return to the forest, return back to the roots of the land. Right. And so, like, she talks about how, like, you sort of kind of rot from the inside out mm -hmm. and how this blight kind of eats you away gradually and you become, like, mossy and decayed and, like, obviously your flesh falls off and, like, you have all of these things happen to you. But it's like a hive mindset. So the blight is one mind that yes. controls all of the zombie situation right. throughout. So if you are infected with the blight, you can hear the blight. Speaking. Because yes. it's an actual living, breathing thing, which you find out later in the book, which was so cool to me because... Like, it's not even really the bad guy. Yeah. Like, because you think that this thing is out to replicate, because the, cause you find out gradually that the blight, the more that it eats, the larger that it grows. And it's trying to consume all of these founding crops so that it can get back and destroy the greed of these founding families. Because they use these miracle crops to gain money, but what they did was they tortured this being yeah. to be able to have that done. And it's just out for revenge because of how horribly it was treated. And it's so sad because she doesn't realize it to the very, very end. And then, like, the transition into the ending was so, like, peaceful for it to be, like, I really thought she was going to die. Yeah, I did, too. Dude, like, the I whole like, book I was preparing because you just see her progressively getting worse throughout the entire book. Her um, teeth kind of fall out. Like, her nails yeah. are falling off. Like, so I was like, dang, like, she's going to die. Derek's going to be like distraught because he's gonna have to live his life alone without her and the sacrifice that she's gonna have to make to be able to end everything and 
I didn't know everybody would come back either. I thought that maybe people would just be dead. Yeah, that's what I thought too, that everybody infected would just die. Yeah, and then also I liked that they still had residual scars from their yes. time working with the blight. So you could still see that they were, their bodies were mangled and that they were, there's still evidence there. It didn't just kind of magically go away and, oh, look, I'm whole again. Like, no. Right. Like, this never fully healed. Like, it healed, but it never went away. Like, yeah. this is a reminder for all of our greed. Dude, like, we, you really should read this book. Like, if you want something different, and this isn't, like, anything we've ever really read. No. And it gives great mental pictures, too, because I'm just, yes. like, picturing her. Because she um, goes to the Murphy's farm, which is one of the founding farms, and she gets the horse, um, one of their horses, Buckwheat. Yeah. And she's just, like, riding Buckwheat as, like, these, like, mutant bears and, like, deer and animal and humans are chasing her. Or running after her and, like, screaming into the night and, like, dude, it's so good. It was so good. I think what also is so interesting, too, is, like, I really loved the creepy way in which everything was made at the beginning because this book actually has a lot to do with alchemy yes and it reminded me of full metal alchemist in the way that he's trying to like bring his mother back to flesh and bone yeah and then instead he creates this monster that he has to kill and like sorry if i just spoiled all the full metal alchemist for you but (laughs) um, (laughs) but that's what it kind of reminds me of and like i don't think that that's like a topic or like a subject that people write about much because i mean Way back and forever, I mean, they thought that you could turn things into gold with alchemy. Like, right. weighing things out and doing all this stuff. But then the concept that it could be darker than that is so intriguing because mm-hmm. of the way that it has to, like, even out, like, tit for tat, essentially. Right. And so we come to find out that, like, the founding fathers decided they were going to murder one of their own to use as this, like, alchemical sacrifice to literally create the blight. Yeah. And when they sacrifice this guy by, like, sewing his mouth shut and, like, carving symbols into his body and, like, using his blood as a component to be able to create, make the mercury live, that they, like, put a soul inside this mercury and then trapped it inside these crystals. And then they buried these crystals in each of their farms. And then what happened was is the crystals sucked all the impurities out of the land and the people and everything and just over time like 150 years i think they said it was just eating up all of this garbage like right and so when ren decides she's going to be a hero and break the crystal in the middle of her farm to make the crops bigger Mm -hmm. she doesn't realize that other people were like being greedy and trying to make their crops bigger too and that they let the blight out Right. And it decided that was enough. Like, it wasn't going to do it. It wasn't going to take it anymore. Right. It wasn't going to be trapped. And then they were, like, literally on the run trying to figure out how to. So, basically, the whole book is, like, a greed. It's basically... It's about greed. About yeah. greed. Selfishness. And because the monsters were the people. That was yes. the bad guy. The... Human greed. Yep. The, uh... And I really ramifications liked, of greed. Yeah, and I really like how they, like, tied in, like, the government into it and how they were trying to, like, um, essentially, like, bottle this blight. So and that use it, it to yeah. To make money off of yeah. 
all of this and how the blight was like in so much pain and suffering that it was like I have to make this stop even if I have to hunt down every single one of these people outside of Hollow's End right. to make them realize that they can't do this to me anymore. Yeah. And she was explaining like it was just like when it cuz she had to like trap it inside of herself. That was really creepy. Yeah, and then essentially just like barf it out. Yes, and like so she had to cough up because when she took it back into herself, she had what happened was is that it had to be undone so it went back to what it was originally mm-hmm. and so she started like coughing up all of the components that they put together yeah to make the blight and like it talked about how she coughed up like a whole human's worth of like rotten blood from this yeah. man that they had murdered. i was like Ew. and i was like dude <laughs> but that made it so much better because like it gave you that like creepy icky like do you imagine just sitting there coughing up gallons of blood? It's like rotten blood from yeah. someone. It definitely Dude. gave you the ick. It was so good, though. So good. Yeah. 10 yeah. out of 10 would recommend. And yes. I can't even think of, like, a suggestion, like, for to a, go with a book that would yeah. go with it. Like, I couldn't even, like, compare it even with, like, The Walking Dead. Because it's no, not... It's not the same thing. It's it not really like isn't. that. It, it has just enough of other, like, things we know of, like the mm-hmm. zombie thing. Mm-hmm. And then just enough of new things to mix all together to create its own, like, storyline. Right. Oh, man, it is so freaking good. It's, like, magic, but not magic, and humanity, but not humanity, and, like, weird science, but not science, and zombies, but not zombies, and... Dude, I don't know. The only thing I could think that would kind of be give me the feel of that that I've read previously is Feed. But Feed is so stereotypical zombie that it's just not going to give you quite the same experience and the fantasy of this. It's definitely yeah. like a horror fantasy thriller. Yeah. A zombie fantasy horror thriller. Yeah. But yeah, it was... And it doesn't feel young adult. I think the no. reason why it's categorized as young adult is because the main characters are young adults. Yeah. But it's definitely a read for anyone. Yes. Well, not children, but yeah, it's very gory. But it was it was really good. Like Just I, the right so far, this would probably be the best book that I've read of twenty twenty three. Even though it's only January. True, but Wait. I have read five books this year already. I've read two, so but you're ahead of me. But yeah, but your books are like fifteen hundred pages long. So that's you true. I've read six books. <laughs> I did choose to read, like, a 1,300-page book, like, Just right off the bat, off. so. Yeah. So that's what I'm I'll catch up. Like, oh, yeah, you're going to zoom past me fast. But um, compared to everything else that I've, like she said, that I've read this year, it is definitely the top. Number yeah. one. Yeah. I'm uh, not sure what's going to take that spot. Yeah. And next week, what are we reading next week? That's a great question. Let me look. We are reading... Um, dun, 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 dun. Oh, are we allowed to say that? Are they going to get copyrighted or something? Oh, yeah. Right? Jeopardy is going to sue us. Are they? they yeah. Might. Why not? Don't sue us, Jeopardy. I like you too much. Don't sue us. But if anybody okay. else knows any books that is similar to this that we would like to read, please suggest them to us So we have the 100th episode next. Oh, yes, our 100th episode of the BNS podcast. Woo woo. 
So we obviously don't know what we're doing for that. Yeah, we're not sure what we're doing for that yet, but... We're doing something. Um, and then after that, we're going to do the Colleen Hoover thing, which I don't know that... I, I don't know. You guys really like Colleen Hoover? Well, I, you guys isn't all those Colleen Hoover people out there. Yeah, all you <laughs> Colleen Hoovers. Yeah. You Hoovervilles. Hoover, living in Hooverville over there. Yeah, I don't really understand how she's on the New York Times bestselling list. Yeah. Every day, all day, all week long. I've only read one of her books, but... I don't know. We're going to give her a try. It's called What's the Hype with Colleen Hoover. And then we have... Then after that is our Ellie Marnie interview. Yes. Dude. What day are we doing that interview? That is... That's going to happen on the 22nd of February, but you guys aren't going to hear it until... The 23rd of March. It's going to be so good. We're Dude, so excited. I'm so excited. If you have not read None Shall Sleep, yeah, None Shall Sleep, yes. you need to pick it up right now, no excuses, and get to reading. Get ready for our podcast because exactly. she's going to be on there. She's a huge author, yes. New York Times bestselling author. We're excited. We're probably going to be, like, barfing in our mouths, but that's okay. Yes, I'm going to be, like, peeing myself because it's going to be so awesome. So, okay, listen, you have to read the book so that you can listen to this episode because we are going to get an arc of some shall break and that's the sequel of none shall sleep and we need to know what happens with what's his name yeah simon gutmanson simon yeah gutmanson gutmanson or gut we can ask her how to pronounce that yeah yeah we should yes no we should definitely ask her because maybe the audio all the questions until i like get in front of her and be like "Uh, uh, uh, i don't remember don't know i don't know what's going on but yes, so. you guys have to come listen to that one. That's gonna be that's gonna be our best podcast of twenty twenty three. Oh guaranteed. my gosh, it's gonna be the best. That's the one that we're most excited for, at least. So. Yes, and I'm most interested in the one that we just did a drawing for for the department. They oh yeah, books because they picked things that I would have never. Yeah, we had the we had our department write down two book book choices each, recommendations, and then we drew out of a hat. Beth Ann drew one, I drew one, and we are going to read the books that we chose. We couldn't, can't read, like, synopsis. We can't, like, know anything. We know the title anything. and the cover, and yeah. that's it. And we're going to read it and then just hope for the best. We're terrified, but we're going to do it because we're committed. <laughs> so, yes. And it's a win it, ladies and gentlemen. We have big, fun plans for 2023. So, yes. join us on our podcast. Well, I mean, if you want to join us on the podcast, you can, but, like, listen in to the podcast mostly. Or get suggestions. Yeah. And we we will see you guys next week for the 100th episode of Off the Books with B&S. Bye. Bye.